Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate news. Indie picks of the week. And booping our way into our two dozenth episode. Did you know this is episode number 24, guys? Only by the the header on this uh, document we're looking at. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for the header, Don. Sure. Welcome to, that's, uh, is that half a year? That would have been... No, no, we got two more week, two more episodes. Don't prematurely age us, Don. Yeah. Well, plus we were doing it weekly at first, oh, so right. we probably we got a little bit slow. Yeah. But you know what this does mean? Our next episode is our silver anniversary. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna? Maybe I can boop us into the show oh, with please, trying no. to shoehorn twenty-five boops into the intro, and then oh, we can no. follow it up with. 25 size from each of you, but then that would be 50 size. So you'll have to do 12 and a half each. Yes. We can work something out that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, news and notes guys, you guys, news and notes. All right. I wanted to start off with a big thank you to, uh, Ledbetter. He sent us, Oh man. sent us all in the mail. Uh, Playdate Grips. He sent us the famed banana grip as seen on much Playdate social activities, social medias. It is a banana shaped grip for your Playdate. So you grab this 3D printed banana, you stick your Playdate into the little casing, and it makes it much easier to hold your Playdate instead so of being much so easier. small. Yes. It's incredible. So, yeah. And uh, not only that, it has a, our pictures 3D printed on it. Mm-hmm. Such Ryan a sweet our pictures. Sweet touch there. So yeah. Yeah. thank you really very good. much, Ledbetter. Yeah, totally. I can't believe he sent all of us these individually. Thank you so much. And uh, look out. We've got a little something for you, too. Oh, um, uh, but he also, on top of that, he sent us like a regular uh, low man's grip, which I've been using the, the normal grip quite a bit. I tried the banana, and the banana is cool. It definitely is off the charts and cool factor. But the conventional grip uh, is more performance based. I can really grab onto it as a <laughs> slot for a light and everything. Mm-hmm. So if you have not seen the grip, there'll be a link in the show notes. If you have purchased Art Seven, you already own the file to print your own banana grip. Um, <laughs> but you can also just purchase the. Uh, files to print your own grip. There'll be a link in the show notes to that as well. And the conventional controller grip is uh, just out there for free on printables. So you can download it and 3D print it yourself. Um, he, he says, the only thing to note, and I mention this everywhere, it needs a little something in the top right corner to add pressure to make it fit. I've used a cut up mouse pads and other stuff, but I love the little silicone pads that are linked in the descriptions. So yeah, sure enough, you put like a little rubber pad on it. And that just gives it a little tension to keep it from moving around. Mm-hmm. So I, I played my game of the week using the banana grip. Oh, it came in <laughs> very handy. I'm eager to hear that. I have not tried any crank heavy games. I've mostly been playing button games. And from the artist of the group, I really appreciate the attention to color choice in your resin. It was just pitch perfect with the traditional Playdate purple cover. So nicely done. Yes. A bright purple filament worked perfectly. Um, he also says, should be noted, I put this together with a friend that designed the tray, but it was Wallmaster uh, who designed Tapeworm Disco Puzzle as well as other games who helped p- polish the model so I could finally release it. Gotta love this community. So, yes, we also love this community. Again, thank you so much for the grip and get one of your own. And so, I'm assuming a link will be in the show notes to where you can get that grip. Yes. Yes. All the links will be in the show notes. Fantastic. Uh, speaking of show notes, there'll be a link to a new Playdate YouTube channel called Playdate mm. TV. Started up last week and we've got four episodes out, three game reviews and sort of a channel introduction. Um, he just released Squish yesterday and all the videos, oh, excuse me, the last two videos anyway, were about three minutes long. The first one, based on Saturday edition was about seven minutes long, but uh, yeah, always happy to see a new, new channel up there. Huh? That is really neat. Nice bite-sized entries. It sounds like too. That's Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah, I love those quick hits. Yeah. He must have a few less boops in his videos. than we do here. (laughs) Edited all the boops out. 
So yeah, check out at Playdate TV on YouTube. Again, link in the show notes. So cool. I'll have to go check that out. I did not know about that. Thank you, Don. And uh, by the way, oh my God, you guys, did you see that we influenced the development of a game since our last episode? Uh, <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. So um, this was formerly, what was it formerly? I can't even remember what it was formerly now. <laughs> SF Cave. Yeah, it was okay. a cave exploration game. And Don, tell us all about what you equated the cave to. I said it was uh, like a colonoscopy explorer <laughs> game. Well, speak and you shall receive because uh, Annie Fiox decided to not only do that, but credit us in the itch description. I'm not sure if I should be extraordinarily happy or embarrassed, but uh, regardless, it exists in the world and we will provide a link to that in the show notes as well. So to the developer, uh, thank you for that very fun uh, remix of your lovely game. <laughs> deleted also, the pronunciation of their name in there. Um, I did play it this week and the, the colon gets pretty jagged, pretty rough. <laughs> My high score was in the three hundreds so far. Um, okay. So riddle me this. I, sideloaded it and i tried to play it and i it was smarter than i was how do you control the darn uh colonoscopy probe yeah i couldn't go past (laughs) you know 14 like yeah it took me a couple tries um you hold the button down to cause it to rise and then let go and it'll drop i think it's the a button which button okay a button yeah all right interesting because I went back to the itch page. I was thinking about our last episode where, uh, you know, I was asking you about generations and there was so much information to be had on their itch page. So then that helped. But I went back to this itch page and there was no direction in terms of, uh, you know, uh, how, to, how to make the colonoscopy tool function. Anyway, uh, now I know and I'll give it another try. Yeah. It says uh, it says you can use the A button to keep it between the colon walls, although the B button might have been more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, there it is in, in black and yes. white text. I'd, I guess I did not read past the first paragraph that talked about us. Okay. Typical Ryan, Ryan needs big moving pictures if you can. <laughs> there was a distinct lack of boops and then I lost interest. Uh, <laughs> you can kind of rapidly tap, tap the button to kind of keep it in a straight line, a somewhat straight line, but... It's it doesn't work for very long. Once the colon really starts to get going up and down. <laughs> okay. It's Is there any are there any other uh, references we need to make no, 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 regarding no. this game or shall we no, move on? No. Link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Speaking of um, the number two. Okay. We no, have no, another okay. game coming out called cat world two and it's out now it's not coming out it's out now and this just happened recently i came across a twitter post on this and uh we were or no maybe it was don who came across it i'm sorry to misjudge that anyway um it's out is the important thing and mm-hmm. uh we'll link to twitter and uh the itch page but nick were you not the one to cover this in an indie game I- of the week you have a great memory, Ryan, and yes, uh, I was, and I am <laughs> super excited to, to play this. I've already sideloaded it, have not played yet, though. It looks really super great, like a, a very well-polished pulp addition to the Playdate the, library. The first entry was very surprising uh, in how good it was and how interesting and uh just how uh, how well put together that that little quest was. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. It, it says on their itch page that it's like the second installment of a number of different installments, uh, with the caveat as long as they can get to it. But um, <laughs> I thought that was really interesting to hear that this is like part of a series. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Hopefully they uh, continue to put out episodic content for you know cat world 62 or whatever uh i'm i'll be excited to play them i'm sure all right no pressure paw prints but cat world 64 come on um 
speaking of new game news, um, Scenic Route Software of Generations fame, of Shift fame, of multiple game fame is coming out with a new game. I think Don may have mentioned it, but I was haranguing him about a release date and uh, he told me it would be out February 28th-ish. So, you know, we'll have a new Scenic Route software game in a month. And I was chatting with him and got some more information that this is going to be, uh, well, this part Don mentioned, it's going to be a uh, like an RPG type game uh, and an adventure game. And, um, but the new information that I received was that he's essentially constructed a new, um, uh, what would you call it? A structure, a game structure, a platform, not a platform, Engine. that's a small word. Sure. Yes. Uh, you're the developer. I'll go with that. Um, so that basically he can develop more games in this vein faster moving forward and is planning more additional adventure type games. So uh, I thought that was really exciting to hear as well. Yeah. From the screens and description, it sounded like a point and click adventure, Mm -hmm. uh, which is right up my alley. Um, And I am really looking forward to this. So um, if uh, they've created an engine as well, that is really exciting. Uh, there's yeah. a number of different uh, engines on like the PC side uh, for creating point-and-click adventure games hmm. and plugins that integrate with other uh, big popular engines like Unity and and uh, Godot and the like. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, I'm really interested in the tooling as well. Um, if you're familiar with the like uh, LucasArts adventure games, they a lot of them used Scum, the script creation utility for Maniac Mansion. Um, so uh, that was uh, initially created for Maniac Mansion, of course, but it was used throughout all of the classic uh, LucasArts adventure games. Um, so something like that has the potential to be very, very useful for all kinds of point-and-click developers. If it's if it's a, a shared tool, I'm not sure if it will be or not. So what I got out of that is that you're saying uh, Scenic Route Software needs to come up with some silly acronym for his engine, yes. right? Like uh, that's instead required. Of yeah. Scum, maybe it could be like Turd or something like the really <laughs> underrated I... developer. Or um, what else could it be? Anyway, we'll we'll workshop this. But um, Scenic Route Software, thank you for providing us with some news, and we are looking forward to your next game. Yes. Speaking of looking forward to more games, SN Studios is coming out with a Tochi spinoff. You recall me going nuts about Tochi 1 and Tochi Dose. Well, they're coming out with another game called The Lush's Land. Now, I like triple checked with SN Studios and I said, okay, so this is Lush's like multiple drunk people and not luscious like a bountiful land and he's like yes it is luscious and he's like admittedly (laughs) maybe not the best title but it's what we're going with now so anyway that aside uh, he said it should be released in early march um and the description is that he just came up with and i don't even think this is published yet but it says explore the luscious land and uncover its mysteries in this action adventure spinoff of tochi on your adventure you'll be tasked with finding the lost gems of the luscious land while you're while you're exploring you'll encounter some of the inhabitants of the luscious land most are friendly others not so much so be wary while exploring and make sure you don't get lost all right, so uh, I, I feel like we have a, a little feeling of what to expect from this game from the first couple Tochis. Uh, so that means Ryan is excited. Uh, how about you guys? Good. Have you seen any uh, a description of this game or have any big feelings about this? First time hearing of it, but I like the uh, I like friendly and I like exploring. Those two words really stick out with me. So yeah. Um. I, I have downloaded but not played the Tochi game, so um, I'm uh, in- interested in, in the description here, and we'll see uh, see what happens. Well, Nick, it sounds like you got about a month to catch up before the Luscious <laughs> Land hits. So with that said, I think it's time for the... Boop, 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 boop
Don, take it away. Indie inventory was slow going at first, but then a bunch of stuff came out this this past couple days. Um, the first one up is called Hartenjagen. Mm-hmm. I hope I said that right. It is a sort of a card game. Let me pull it up here. It was similar to Hearts, kind of the popular card game. Um, I only played a little bit of it, and I did not totally. I'm just not good at Hearts. I played Hearts before, <laughs> popular card game. I'm just bad at it, so I, I did pretty bad. Um, I think it was it. Was it? Uh, I don't want to talk too long, or Ryan will get mad at me. But anyway, if you played Hearts, um, it's I it's am a one cool to be angry. Version. It's true. Yeah, it's a dollar ninety nine. It's by <laughs> Unclear Physicist on itch. Uh, that makes me angry. And next up by Ethan Nicholas is Crank <laughs> Tanks for five dollars. Uh, at first, I was looking at the screenshots. I was like, "Yeah, it looks cool." But then I watched a video. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to find it. It was some other random YouTuber that just happened to make a playdate video about it, and it looks so cool from this guy's video. And I was like, "Oh man, I really got to try this thing." So it's a little bit of like worms, mm-hmm. um, like a. But I don't know if it has multiplayer. Like if you can pass it back and forth. But uh, it says it. Oh yeah, it does say it has hot seat multiplayer. So I think my son would be into this. But man, it just looked so fun. Um, not as like pixel hunty as Worms can be, which was appealing. I mean, I, Worms is good for what it is. But anyway, want to try this out? So that's Crank Tanks, and then Gravity Express from uh, Nino Van Hoff. Did you guys watch the uh, any of the Tiny Yellow Machine stream with uh? The dev here for Gravity Express. I saw part of it with the sound off. Um, oh, perfect! <laughs> which uh, didn't didn't give me too much of a feel. But, okay. Uh, unfortunately, that that was all I had time to to do. I'm just gonna say I did not see it. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, this is like this. This game's been hyped up for a while now. Is finally out. It's got full motion video cutscenes, lots of levels. Um, achievements, uh, lots it, of it Easter eggs. Awesome. Yeah, this is like a huge. This is a, if there are AAA play date games, this is a AAA play date game. So very, very, very well done. What is this type of game called, Nick? It's like, it's like a junk shooter, lunar lander, a blaster uh, spaceship game. Yeah. yeah, you fly around, you land on All pads, you, you fly around to other places, but it's so well done. Mostly I'm playing it without the crank, but he has crank controls in like early access basically. But the, just the regular button controls work super well. I mean, this thing just feels fantastic. Graphical um, uh, description of the controls on the itch page is awesome within the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything looks so nice. A lot of thought went into the UI. I can tell. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Menus for days. This is incredible. Lots of things you can tweak. Lots of options you can tweak to try different things. Um, Yeah, lots of accessibility options. So this is this is like a must play. If people are complaining about oh, there's no games on play date when they get those first two games. I mean, who even says that? Lots of people on Twitter. Everyone on Twitter. Oh, it only comes with two games. Yeah, I mean, Ryan and I will remind you gently that uh, when you first got it. Yeah, you you were afraid of doing the side load. So it's, a lot of people are probably in the same boat, man. They need a Don and Nick in their lives to hold their hands the in deal. the side loading thing. Cause Ooh boy, we are lousy with games on the play date. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, anyway, fantastic. Well worth the 10 bucks. Gravity express. Uh, next up, not those monsters again from scamlet. I'm trying to remember which one this is. I'm pulling it up real quick. Oh yeah. It sounds it's so like, uh, incredulous. Don. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. This, this one came out. I'm sorry. Uh, do I need to edit all this out or something? No, no, no. This one gives you five Not minutes those of fun. Monsters again. Yeah. Usually I don't add games to the list when they are self deprecating. And this one says it gives you five minutes of fun. But then it says it will already be a success for me. So I like that they're like, yeah, I, it's a simple game, but. It, if you have fun for five minutes, I'll be happy. So I kind of like that a little back so and wait, forth. Wait, it's Robotron 2048. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. There, there's a, there's a Dono deprecating meter on the indie inventory. I wasn't aware of this. He he's mentioned before that he doesn't like the itch descriptions where the dev is, is deprecating themselves or deprecating the game. 
Um, Interesting. I I must have uh, not listened to that episode. Advertising technique that uh, feels uh, not not good. You know, you're already there to support the dev, and then um, Mm -hmm. you're you're kind of turned away by the description right away. Gotcha. So okay, Ryan, we'll get you a link to the podcast. Hold tight. Okay. Anyway, it is uh, name your own price. It, it looks cute. It looks fun. Yes, it looks fun. Um, Bubble Wrap Plus from Sam Fang. I downloaded, have not tried. This one's free. Um, I wasn't going to really mention it, but then I saw Ledbetter downloaded it. And it, it looks fine for what it is. I think some of these these like uh, fun apps should be mentioned. So Bubble Wrap yeah. Plus. Looks very uh, cool. Next up from Jamote is Logo Art. I asked him what's up with the name. He said it was a, a riff on Lego art. So mm-hmm. I did try it. I am. I saw uh, Zanya Lasagna understood how to draw with it. I was like just sticking random shapes down, so I didn't really understand how to create something beautiful with it. But uh, I did mess around with it a little bit. This one is Name Your Own Price. is a drawing app limited to 50 tiles for the play date. So give it a shot. And then last up, um, I wanted to mention this guy just because he keeps releasing stuff that I don't mention because they're interesting projects. His name is, I think it's, it's, or it's either Orwellian or Orluin. Anyway, um, he released a game called tape looper or a game. It's a sample looper this week mm-hmm. for four fifty. He released yeah. a white noise app maybe like two weeks ago. That is exactly that you plug a speaker into it and it makes white noise while you sleep. Um, he's just makes little different toys for the play date and they're all really interesting. So they are filling a, a niche, but not necessarily games. Um, he's made a clock and whatnot. So I'll put a link in the show notes. If you want to check out some of his projects, they're, uh, they're pretty interesting. Don, I'm reading here on tape loopers description that it supports external microphone. Yeah. Does the play date support an external microphone. I don't know. He's got a video on there. I looked at the video and I was like, yeah, it's doing something. I don't. <laughs> it's doing a thing. <laughs> um, wow. I'm going to have to look into the hardware more closely. Um, that's that's pretty cool. And Thank with you. that, we wrap up our investigative oh. journalism section hang of the podcast. Slow down. Whoa. Pump Whoa. The brakes, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Oh, there was there was not a, a link on this one. I no, didn't know what this I, meant. I know. That's, that's where I'm going to interject. Uh, interject over your talking of my interjection <laughs> just just as a as a call to the listeners if there are games that have come out and you're wondering why they're not mentioned if it's something in early development i probably won't mention it because it's an early development if you want me to mention it let me know but i'd rather kind of wait until it's a full release or like an actual release before i mention it um if it's somebody's like hey here's a five minute demo i'm most cases, I won't mention it in the indie inventory section of the show. Ryan, take it away. And keep that... your self-deprecation to yourself. Wow. Strong words, Ryan. Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Don, I think that that makes sense for the criteria for indie inventory. Uh, we've obviously all discussed this uh, just for hours beforehand since uh, Ryan and I were both well aware. Um. (sighs) (laughs) And with that sigh, let's move on to Indeed Games of the Week. Nick, would you like to start us off while Don continues to sigh? Absolutely. Um, So this week I mentioned that I used the Banana Grip to play my game. Uh, the game that I chose was called the crank gym and it's by fat nose games. Uh, I have felt guilty since it's release that I haven't had a chance to play it. Uh, I was so excited to, to play it and I've been seeing people post these unreal scores, uh, and talking about how they've hit the physical limits <laughs> of the play date or themselves, uh, in order to, uh, you know, make these, these scores happen in our discord. And, uh, I uh, felt bad that I wasn't joining in the fun. But anyway, I've uh, remedied that by playing the Crank Gym. And uh, Don and Ryan, have you played this game? Yeah, I've I've played it. I just noticed that in our Discord, we have the high score chart called Crank Games. We need to change it to the Crank Gym. Nobody's ever going to find this. But uh, Pizza Dev, Pizza Dev is the one who currently holds all of our 
records for the crank world record yeah yeah Mm. i played this but i'm old and like all this cranking i'm old too (laughs) it's a very fun game and i like i like that there are uh three different uh events you can you can participate in there's a little bit of a story in there and whatnot. I'll let you kind of do the whole review. Yeah. But yeah. I have played it. I'm just too old. Like I will never touch pizza devs scores. I, ever. I absolutely never will either. <laughs> but uh, Ryan, have you tried this game? I have not. No, I'm anxious to hear all about it though. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Um, Fat nose game seems to have a particular uh, game style in along came a spider and crank Jim, uh, which are, the only two of his output that I've tried so far. And I mesh really well with it. I, I really like uh, what, what he's putting out. Uh, it's, it's fun and funny. And uh, there's, there's interesting like nuance to the game as well as, you know, just a, a, a right in your face kind of uh, set of tasks that you need to complete. But um, the, thing I wanted to highlight the most about this game before I talk about any of what you're actually doing is the music. Uh, I, I think Fat Nose Games has a handle on the music that you can make with the Playdate uh, in a way that, that many other games that I've played do not. So I, I've every time I fired up the Crank Gym over the past fortnight here, uh, I... <laughs> have had the music blaring. It's the only way to play, um, in my opinion. Mm. So uh, if you haven't done that, definitely give it a go um, and see if you agree. But uh, great job on the music. So getting to the actual... Can you give us a little riff of what sort of music Uh, happens in the gym? I want to hear the gym music. There's some bleeps and bloops. Uh, There's also a stereo that you're not allowed to touch unless you're in the inner circle. Anyway. Are there there um, boops? Oh, there's boops, Ryan. There's boops aplenty. I, I need I need to get uh, his uh, interest up so that he plays the crank chair. Um, hey, um, while we're on this topic, though, the songs yes. are also included in the Now That's What I Call Pulp collection. Yes. And that's which another is a, one. Which is another app that's download for free and play a bunch of uh, Playdate songs. Yeah. Um, that's another one I feel guilty that I haven't tried yet. Um, but the crank gym, uh, the deal is you've, you've joined this gym. It's a new gym. There's four different exercises. There's uh, stretching, uh, which involves bending oh, and using right. the accelerometer of the playdate to measure uh, the angle of oh, your interesting. stretch. Yeah, wow. it's it's a cool I forgot about that. thing. Um, there's rowing, uh, which involves cranking super fast, I think. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly the goal. Uh, each of the the three main exercises are, are crank involved, and they're, they're sort of similar, but uh, defined by the speed or, or the duration uh, in which you crank. So the rowing, I believe, is super fast, um, as long as you can, or is it two minutes? Something like that. Uh, I'm doing a terrible job of describing this. Uh, <laughs> there fine. is uh, weightlifting which is not super fast. So that one is more relaxed and it can actually go on basically forever. Um, There's, I think, between two and five seconds pause and then it'll think that you're done and you've you've completed your set of reps. But you can keep cranking and it's it's not a a race. It's an endurance thing. Uh, And then there's the treadmill, which you have to... Crank as fast as you can for 10 seconds. And uh, that is very, very difficult to beat the record at the gym. So each of the events has a particular record, which you can go for to uh, become the top uh, rower, treadmiller, and uh, weightlifter (laughs) in the gym. But there's also this like adventure game, this point and click adventure game that's embedded within Huh. It's like it's like an Easter egg, sort of, but it's it's actually the main thrust of the the game gameplay um, outside of of these crank events, and it is so fun. Uh, I, I again, I I just mesh really well with uh, the style of games that Fat Nose is creating. Um, I think he's got a good handle for these point and click adventure puzzles and not making them too obtuse. 
um, and making them fun and, and, and funny, uh, having a reason for you to, to do that. But there's also uh, a membership card. So you get that when you first sign up. Um, and as you complete all these different goals, in fact, there's a physical checklist that's behind uh, the gym owner's desk that you can check to see if you've accomplished all these goals. Um, but there's three stars that rate you and they're based on the three principles of the gym, uh, which are stated, I believe in the opening cinematic. Um, that's another thing that fat knows, um, is, is really great at or making these little cutscenes uh, within this game. So, um, find it, just really charming and fun. And uh, I was really pleased to hear the uh, exclamation sound effect from Along Came a Spider uh, in the Crank Gym. So um, join me, crank your volume up, get ready to crank, and uh, also be impressed with, uh, with that little Easter egg. But, uh, yeah, I was not expecting an adventure game out of this. That's really that's interesting. So cool. If we've learned anything about the playdate this past year, it's that every game has a metagame in it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or almost every game. Hey, Nick, did you notice that the the people in the club, Cassius, Rita, Arnold, Nick, and Kimmy, spells crank. C R A. I didn't. That's the type of joke which is uh, too cerebral for me, apparently. But um, it is cute. Love it. Is that you, Nick? Are you the Nick? I'm going to say uh, yes. Yes, yes, you are. Uh, also, because I beat myself at rowing. So, you know, <laughs> that tells you something, I guess. Well, you know um, what they say the only person you want to compete with is yourself. So, good job. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, never mind. And also, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, give this game. A try. There's also a cute dog. <laughs> nice. And it's yeah. only two bucks. Such a two deal. bucks. Well worth it. Yes. Ryan, you want to go next? Uh sure, if you it insist. Um how's about the King's Dungeon? So as the Playdate community was all a buzz about the new Squid God dev game. Uh I figured I'd better try it out. And I'm very glad I did. Uh, so the King's Dungeon is billed as a Metroidvania game for the Playdate. And uh, I don't mean to mansplain this to death, but I said those words to my wife and she said, a what? And so essentially it's like a, a platformer type game that you're uh, making your way through various environments and obstacles and challenges. And um it was real fun. Now, I thought that uh, Squid God Dev made some real good decisions in here regarding a platformer for the playdate because we have discussed in the past that um, maybe this isn't the best uh, platform for a platformer game. So uh, we felt that way in Forest Burns, which, by the way, just had its official Playdate podcast come out today. So if you haven't listened Mm -hmm. to that, go check it out. Um, I I just saw that downloaded my feed right before we started the episode. So I have nothing to say about it. But um, in that game, there's a lot of side scrolling and moving and jumping around. And because of the binary nature of the Playdate screen, you know, every LCD pixel is either on or off. When things start moving fast, there was a little, uh, it became a bit unclear. In the King's Dungeon, a couple things are happening. One, the sprites are gigantic and not, um, I shouldn't say gigantic. They are very pared down and iconic. So the player that you are using is a bunch of large pixel um single color uh, pixels, essentially. So you're a uh, white man jumping around on a black background, essentially. So you can see things very easily. The other thing that he did that I think makes this game work quite well is each environment is like a static 
scene. So you're not running through an environment with it scrolling behind you. It's sort of like a Metro, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, a Mega Man game on the Game Boy where you advance to the next level and then it's like a static screen and you have to jump your way through different obstacles and then you climb the ladder and then you progress into the next screen and it's static. So um, it kind of took some cues from there, I would say, and I think it works quite well. There are, um, I should probably also mention that there are a couple games, or I guess they call them worlds, a couple worlds in King's Dungeon. So the first one took me about, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 minutes to complete. The second one took me, I'd say a lot closer to like 90 minutes to complete um, and was a lot more challenging. Before I get into those challenges, I also wanted to mention that it is a very tongue in cheek story. Uh, basically you have eaten the King's cheese and he's real upset at you. So, um, he's tossed you in a dungeon and in order to get out of the dungeon, there are many obstacles to, to be free of this dungeon for cheese eating. Um, now jumping back to that second world that I thought was quite challenging. There are some like hairline precision, obstacles to make your way through in that second world that I had to try probably 50, 60, 70, 80, maybe a hundred times before I was able to, to make my way through. And I'm thinking of one particular area where you are progressing up a screen. And if you mess up, you fall down a couple screens and you have to make your way back up again. So it was a little frustrating in some parts, but Boy, howdy, once you get it, it's pretty uh, <laughs> satisfying after trying that many times. Uh, but I was determined to complete both worlds before we chat here today. So uh, I really enjoyed the King's Dungeon. I think it's well worth the $4 price tag that uh, he put on it. And it's always fun to see a new Squid God Dev uh, release. He seems to be extraordinary, prolific, not only developing, but also sharing his process with everyone He's frequently coming out with YouTube videos on whatever he's doing. So how about you guys? What do you think of this? Uh, have you played it? Have you downloaded? Have you sideloaded? Have you looked at it? What do you think? Did I put you to sleep? I, I know Nick's going to say he hasn't played it. I also have not played it. I don't like Metroid likes very much. Personally. No, blasphemy. Um, so I'm sh the game looks great. I'm not going to knock it at all for that. I'm sure it's very good for what it is. Personally, it's just not a, a genre that appeals to me very much. But I did watch YouTube videos about it. I want to say that I don't remember which one I watched. But uh, yeah, I, I remember watching basically a playthrough of it. And it was very good. Um, real quick, you mentioned the uh, Forrest Burns episode of the new Playdate podcast. And how we kind of said it was a little janky for us. It didn't do real well on our season one rankings. But I did listen to the podcast today. And... Mm -hmm. The dev mentioned that it was sort of by design that it played like a licensed platformer from the late 80s, a little mm -hmm. bit janky. They wanted to play like a Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And that's the game he mentioned, which I remember being pretty good, but one of those was, Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, that was pretty tight, actually. That was a pretty good one, yeah. But Bucky um, O'Hare, I, I get that one. Um, from a from a controls perspective is what I'm yes. speaking about. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> he, he basically was going from the, um, the glut of licensed games that the forest service would put out a licensed game that was maybe a little rushed. So anyway, that's just a comment that they made. Anyway, yeah. this does look really smooth. Just looking at the gifts and the videos that I watched. So this does look well, like a great example. And the, uh, I wanted to also mention the dialogue looks really funny, really sharp and witty. So. Um, yes, it, it was. I was trying my best not to spoil the dialogue because yeah. there are a number of really great, uh, you know, back and forth, but also funny reveals as well after having completed <laughs> a world. So uh, I'm going to keep my mouth cool. shut on that and just urge you to play through. Don, you know what? Honestly, if I did not have such a soft spot in my heart for Metroid itself, like Metroid on the NES was one of the games I spent many, many hours of my youth playing and just uh, adore that game, even though it's so darn difficult. Um, so because of that, I, I feel like 
you know, if I didn't have that in my past with my uh, reaction time slowing down in my 40s, I would probably not be that into it. But I've got that soft, squishy, nostalgic feeling for it. And um, so I, I really did enjoy this game. Nick, I feel like I cut you off there. Were you going to say something? Uh, downloaded, but haven't played. But oh, fantastic. Um, Thank but you yeah, for coming in. I... <laughs> I like the decision to be a single screen platformer. I think that's really, really smart. Um, that said, if uh, if Forest Burns was intentionally made to operate the way that it is, um, you know, maybe there is the possibility for smooth scrolling on the Playdate. Um, perhaps I wrote that off too hastily without actually knowing anything. Uh, so I, I'd be interested to see if, if there was a, a way to do smooth scrolling. And actually, now that I think about it, Gravity Express does that. Um, so yeah, it does. <laughs> what's that? Uh, <laughs> what's the rock? Is it Rocky Stairs? I'm trying. I'm looking on it. It's trying to find the name of it. That that game has fairly good scrolling as well. Like the stairs it, are constantly. Is it scrolling. vertical or horizontal? I guess it's vertical, huh? Okay. Um, well, the interesting thing for Gravity Express is that it does both. So I think, mm. uh, yeah, it's probably just a Forest Burns thing, which I never would have pieced together without hearing that episode. So thanks for uh, letting me know that, Don. Appreciate that. It, um, it really made me want to go back and play Forest Burns. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, you know, through the lens of an LJN platformer <laughs> yeah. like a back, back to the, the future, future too yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i i wonder if that would would change my opinion of it because yeah that that's certainly a choice um but uh it, it wasn't as apparent obviously to us when we were playing it initially so mm. um interesting yes cool so Good pick ryan thank you that's king's yeah. dungeon Thanks, Squid God Dev, for another uh, another Playdate banger. Very cool. So that brings us to doop 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 Don. What you got in store for us? So I had one all picked out, ready to go, and then I ended up playing. Uh, I ended up playing this game for like three hours on Saturday. So my or Sunday, my game is Code Word Play Mystery Word Puzzle Game for Playdate mm-hmm. uh, by Mike Suzik. Uh, so the idea here is that they give you four letters or four letter words and Uh-oh. you put in, you put in the letters and you have to, you have three tries to guess what the word is. It was sort of like a take on Wordle or they were throwing the, the word Wordle around, but it's not really like Wordle. And I really had a hard time understanding how to play this at first until I watched the destination Playdate video. And he, he figured out a, a technique he calls the vowel technique that made a lot of sense. So if you if you try out A, E, I, and O first, it'll give you a check mark if one of the letters is correct and in the correct spot, or a circle if the letter is in the word but not in the correct spot. So if the A is in if the A gets a circle, it's in the wrong spot, then I can change all the letters to A, except the A that's in the wrong spot, I can change that to something else. And then whenever you get a letter in the right spot, the letters to the left will have a number like let's say the number is let's say the number is one and an up arrow um, you can have an up arrow or a greater than less than sign i made it up and down because i'm bad at math um, anyway so that means that the letter will be one higher than the letter that you chose so one higher than a is b so it would be b a and then let's say the letter to the right of the a is one down that would be or two up that would be c so b a Two letters up from A is uh, B, C. That's two letters up. So B, A, C, and then however many letters K is would be uh, some number of letters away from C. I don't know. Anyway, so then, okay, I figured out the word math, and then I hit the button, and yay, I won. I got past that level. And so you get a certain number of coins, and you unlock different gear you can take with you. One of them is like a, uh, a watch that lets you reverse time maybe three seconds or five seconds because there's a timer going down and the further the timer goes, the less coins you get at the end of the level. But if you make a mistake three times, the level ends and you have to retry, but you can carry that knowledge with you. If you know the last two letters are CK, 
you can just run right in, put CK in right away. And then you already know, if you already know C, then you know you can count X amount of letters away from the C to get that, th- that second letter, etc. It's a little maybe hard to visualize just hearing me talk about it, but um, I'll put the destination play date video in the, in the uh, show notes so you can watch. If you look at the... Oh, so go ahead, Nick. Uh, I was just going to say that uh, listeners might have heard me laugh uh, at the beginning of your rundown here, but I'm reading the itch page, and I just wanted to read out the code wordplay features, um, which are what made me laugh. Uh, The bullet points are more than 400 levels, 10 unlockable pieces of gear, Yes, this is a word game with an equipment system. (laughs) Ten pieces of loot, a.k.a. achievements. Yes, this is a word game with achievements. Pick up and play gameplay. I prefer set down and get down gameplay, but that hasn't (laughs) caught on. (laughs) Existential dread. Yeah. And a few fun surprises. So (laughs) uh, that made me chuckle, and I, I thought it was worth sharing. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I see now that there is a free demo as well. The game's usually yeah. $4. Um, so I'm going to give a little sneak behind the curtain. At a certain point, the game starts to show that there's a little bit more to it. And I think he added these extra screens onto the itch page to show that there's more than just a puzzle game here. And the more levels that you play, the more the story starts to reveal itself. Hmm. So it is a puzzle game, but... Uh, and you can't just sit there and play puzzles and you can sort of ignore the story, but um, you will start to learn more about the story and you will unlock more gear that ultimately helps. I mean, you do get gear that helps you with solving puzzles, but um, some of the gear just helps with the story. So it, it gave me a reason to, I'd only played like maybe six stages or so. And then he had mentioned on Twitter, like, I think people aren't understanding my game. They just don't get it. Um, maybe I, I swung too hard or this and that. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then he's, he mentioned something about a meta game and that made me go like, huh, what is this dude talking about? So then I started playing a little bit more and he and I kind of went back and forth and like, oh yeah, there is something more here. So then I'm, I'm like, I'm over level 100 now and 400 would take a while to get to, but, um, he said, you it's only like around level 200 to finish the story. So there's a lot of content here, but you don't have to do all of it to finish the story part. If you get sucked into the story anyway, it's pretty unique. And once you get kind of the hang of it, you can go through stages somewhat quickly. So again, it took about three hours to get through roughly a hundred stages or so. But nice. if you like word games, there's not a whole lot on the uh, play date. And this is kind of a cool one that's different enough that it's not just another Wordle clone, that kind of thing. It's definitely not a Wordle clone. I should make that clear. But if you like that type of gameplay, I think you would like code word play on the play date. Sounds really interesting. Uh, yeah. Like you said, there's uh, so many of these uh, games within games coming out for the play date. It's wild. Mm-hmm. I really didn't expect that at all from this game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be a pick from... cross type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Very cool. Anyway. Good highlight, yeah. Don. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so we're, we're at the end of the show. Anything else we need to talk about? No, I, I think we're good, so. right? We're good. Yeah, we're I've, good. Yeah. I've got a thing. Oh, Nick has a thing. I do have a thing. Uh, So I wanted to announce that uh, my company's moved into its own dedicated manufacturing digs. So Uh I uh, have been working out of a makerspace and uh, they moved to a bigger area and now they have different private spaces that you can rent. So um, now I I don't have to strip wires over a shared trash can. I have my own. Very exciting. (laughs) Um, Congratulations, Nick. Thank you. Uh, So uh, did the big move in uh, over the weekend and uh, I'm really excited. So this is going to, you know, really take that to the next level. And I've been working on a bunch of stuff and uh, hopefully I'll have some, some cool new stuff to share. Uh, Part of that includes more playdate planning. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to keep teasing this forever apparently and not actually releasing anything. Um, (laughs) 
but uh, I, it is uh, in my mind at the forefront. So, um, yeah, uh, it's it's really exciting. But I'm I'm just very uh, I, I've said excited about eighty five times, but I'm very excited and proud of what I've been able to uh, to do with this new little indie manufacturing uh, concern that I'm I've started to build here. So. Um, really, really fun. Congratulations. Yeah, you should be proud, man. That's yeah. awesome. We're happy for you. Definitely. Now you just need to get some sleep. That's all. That'll happen. Make it a priority, Nick. It's and, very uh, important. Mm-hmm. I should okay. also mention that I, I heard Ryan say about 10,000 numbers today on his own podcast. Oh, man. Oh, wait. How is many that, numbers that's was a Patreon that? thing, huh? Yes, yes. Join Ryan's Patreon to hear him mention, like, almost literally 10,000 statistics over two hours. <laughs> oh, man. I was compiling that for so long. I, I need to go uh, tag uh, Nick F. Let him know, hey, there's there's a bunch of stats for you over here. <laughs> yes. In, in case it's that. unclear, uh, as Don mentioned, I have a Patreon page patreon.com slash Ryan Clater. And I released a podcast episode detailing my most recent crowdfunding campaign and also comparing it to another crowdfunding campaign I ran earlier in the same year, trying to figure out a bunch of information about um, what's working, what's not, what should I do in the future, what might I change, that sort of thing. And came to some conclusions that uh, I wish I had known before going into my own crowdfunding campaign. And uh, hopefully that will help folks who are interested in running their own crowdfunding campaign uh, in the future. And or if you're just interested in looking behind the curtain and seeing how these things are run and what happens. So anyway, it is a doozy of an episode (laughs) and i will uh give you a virtual pat on the back if you finish the entire thing (laughs) that's cool i like i like those little postmortems as you called it um i should also mention once we're talking about that uh ollie co did one for his four playdate games he just released one if i can find it i will put it in the show notes i think he published it on reddit so I'll try and find that. But yeah, similar type of thing. I like seeing like you did for your Kickstarter. I like kind of knowing like, okay, even if you don't necessarily mention dollar amounts, it was cool to see engagements and numbers moved and this many clicks led to this many sales. That kind of thing was is always interesting for me personally yeah. to see. So yeah. it's a lot and, of that. <laughs> and there's there's dollar amounts. I tell everything yeah. the, the 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 kimono has been pulled back so uh for better or worse uh tell everything that happened so anyway thanks for Very mentioning fun. that don appreciate sure. it all right well you can uh catch us in two weeks on playdatepodcast.com we'll be back here and join us in the discord where you can submit your own high scores for crank gym and other games and join the community there thank you so much for listening and we will catch you soon See you next episode for our 25th silver anniversary where we have 25 boops every 25 seconds. See you then. Okay. Good. Bye. Bye.